What's up, San Marcos? You're listening to Creator's Corner, an art podcast right here on KZSM. Uh, If you're here with us, this is sponsored by the San Marcos Art League. And if you don't already know who they are, they're an arts nonprofit here in San Marcos, Texas, that helps foster and nurture the arts here in our lovely community. So, my name's Mandy Miller, if you haven't joined us before. And we're sitting down here today with Amanda Adams, another Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. Thank you for having me. So excited to have you here. So, um, tell us... How would you describe your art in your own words? My art in my own words is colorful, uh, fun, a little (laughs) tongue-in-cheek, probably. That's surreal is probably another really good adjective. Awesome. If you haven't, if you don't know about Amanda's artwork, she creates these amazing sculptures out of, I want to say polymer clay, but from what I learned, you use a lot of different types of mediums for that. Is that right? Mostly it's epoxy clay. Okay. So two-part epoxy. Nice. Uh, You can check out her art and see a little bit about what we're talking about on the San Marcos Art Center website. You can go to sanmarcosartcenter.com to check that out, or you can just stop by the San Marcos Art Center uh, down in downtown San Marcos at 117 North Guadalupe Street, uh, Suite uh, 101. <laughs> Going off my memory there, but um, definitely something worth seeing. And after seeing some of your new stuff, it's I'm just I'm so excited for everybody else to see that at the <laughs> Art Center coming up soon. Thank you. Uh, so uh, take us through your journey. How did you get into doing all this? Well, I've been a painter for about 20 years. I, I started painting just to see if I could. I wanted to decorate my walls, and I thought art was too expensive. Uh, now that I'm an artist, I don't have that same opinion. I think that <laughs> art is probably underpriced. Right. Um, and my mother was an artist. Uh, she worked, well, she still is. She's not dead. Uh, she works with um, oil paints and oil crayons. Oh. And pastels and mm-hmm. does fabulous realistic portraits of Native Americans and things like that. Um, so I was always around art from the time that I was little. Uh, but what I do is objectively very, very, very different from that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's primarily surreal paintings uh, that I think are wonderful and odd. And um, actually, I have a lot of fans in Iceland for some reason. Oh, wow. A lot of my art is in Iceland. Um, but <laughs> the, the sculpting came around because I was refinishing this dresser, this antique dresser that I had in my house and I wanted some knobs and mm-hmm. I couldn't find any. And I'm a big proponent of just make it yourself. And so I had never sculpted anything, uh, certainly had never done any mold making or casting or anything like that. And I, it kind of opened a whole new door into art for me. And I I said this in our interview, the thing about mold making and casting, Mm -hmm. it's just a tiny little percentage of actual art and the rest is science. And Mm. and you get to feel like a mad scientist in a lab because you're measuring things in beakers and getting the right proportions and getting everything exactly right or it's not going to turn out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that was a real challenge for me. Yeah, I can imagine. I've... I don't want to say worked with because I've only maybe like tried out resin a a couple times and that's definitely not easy and definitely not a quick process at all. (laughs) No, and I always jokingly called myself a drive-by painter because (laughs) I paint with acrylics because oils take too long. Mm -hmm. And this, the whole journey of sculpting has been just an absolute lesson in patience Mm. and, you know, doing things to the letter, which I'm not good at, and then just waiting to see your results. I mean, it, sometimes in resin, you don't get results for 24 hours, and right. it's maddening and thrilling all at the same time. <laughs> maddening yet thrilling. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put it on a t-shirt. Right? <laughs> you totally should. So what what was kind of the moment like, and I know we talked about this a little bit in our video interview, which will be coming up very soon on the San Marcos Art League YouTube channel, um, but what what made you decide to keep going with sculpting? The way it made me feel. You mm-hmm. know, art is, it's so solitary. You know, you tend to, to be alone 
in your studio while you're working. And it just woke something up in me mm-hmm. to, to really be able to take an idea and realize it in 3D mm-hmm. and to be able to, you know, touch it and see it and interact with it. You know, it's, it's very, very different than a painting. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's really cool. So when, when you come up with an idea for a sculpture or really any kind of, um, I guess you, you, talk, you were talking about how you make knobs for dressers and things like that. So what is the process like when you come up with ideas for that? Um, I really, a lot of people ask me that. They want to know, do you sketch it out beforehand? Do you do it in Photoshop? Mm. Uh, and mostly it's, it sounds so holistic, but I let the material talk to me. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll start with a, a very loose idea of where I want it to go. And then I typically end up with something completely different. Hmm. Um, it just, it evolves. And yeah. certain pieces, you know, because you're an artist yourself, you know, certain pieces just have a life of their own. And some paintings just flow out of your brush and, and appear on the canvas and you don't really feel like you were that involved in it. Very it's, true. It's kind of the same with sculpting. Okay. Huh. Yeah, that's definitely... Definitely something I think a lot of artists experience, and I mean, there's definitely art that requires a little bit more planning, and you know, there's merit in that also, but it's always interesting to see what comes out of art where it kind of just happens yeah. on its own, and I think that says something about, you know, what comes out maybe says something about the artist also. Yeah, I figure it's a subconscious thing, you Yeah, know? because I, I tend to think about something just very loosely I'll think about something for several days before I start to work on it Mm -hmm. and so I figure there's some part of Amanda's brain that's that's in the back working out all the details just Mm kind of under the radar so that when I actually do kind of start there's a plan that maybe I don't know of yeah it's very true it's interesting to think about you know what what our subconscious is doing without us being fully aware about it yeah yeah exactly Interesting. So, um, take me through the process of kind of how you came up with your most recent piece, um, which I'm so excited for everybody to see your snail, (laughs) your snail piece, which will be featured in the video that's coming up on our YouTube channel soon. Um, and also, are, are you bringing it to the art center? Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm kind of over on my space. There. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, keep uh, keep an eye out on our YouTube channel to see this. But it's such a cool piece. It's just this crazy, like, fantasy snail with horns that has crystals growing out of its back. <laughs> I'm trying to describe it for everybody who's listening because it's just, it's so cool. So take me kind of how you came up with that. That is, I love snails. Just in general, I love them. I know. Snails are great. And there's a particular type of snail called a ram's horn snail. Mm. And so when I said a lot of my stuff was kind of tongue in cheek, mm-hmm. the, the snail has ram's horns mm-hmm. on it. And uh, then I just knew that this is, it's a lamp, folks, because you can't see, but it's a lamp. Um, I like for my art, especially my sculptures, to be functional. You know, like, like, I think that it's really important that people interact with art. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a literal way that people can do that. Uh, so it started as just an idea. Ha, 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 snail with, with horns would be funny. And then I started thinking about it. And I wanted the, the lamp part to be an integrated part of the, the piece rather than just, you know, a lamp with a lampshade on it. Right. Uh, so I was trying to determine what kind of material the light could shine through that would, you know, give me the look that I wanted, which led to sculpting crystals and casting crystals and then sculpting the rest of the snail around that. And I try to always incorporate some Texas into what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. so the, the snail is based on a, a big piece of Texas limestone that huh. I got in Wimberley. Huh. I didn't notice that before. That's really cool. <laughs> Give it a little bit of that, you know, earth charm. And a little local flavor. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. That's so awesome. So, um, just so everybody knows, this program, Creator's Corner, is underwritten by the San Marcos Art League. 
Um, we're going to take a short break uh, right here in just a second. So stay tuned. Creators Corner is underwritten by the San Marcos Art League right here on KZSM. We are a show that represents all of the artists in our San Marcos community, as well as musicians who are associated with the San Marcos Art League. Tune in every Friday night to hear how you can get involved locally to We the People here on KZSM.org from 7 until 8 o'clock every Friday night. Learn how you can go down to City Hall, how you can talk to people, how you can build your networks, but more than anything else, how you can build community here in San Marcos on KZSM.org. We the People every Friday night, 7 to 8 o'clock. And welcome back to Creator's Corner. So, um, to kind of continue off what we were talking about before our break, um, what what inspired you to make your art functional? I am a... People that know me are not going to agree with this, but I am <laughs> at heart very practical. Um, I, I come from a long line of very practical women. And if my mother is listening to this, she knows that that's talking about her. Um, it, it almost, in a way, feels like, like I would be cheating a little bit if I didn't create something that could also be useful. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know who I'd be cheating, but, but that's kind of what it feels like. Huh. I get that though. That must be it. Must be an Amanda thing to be <laughs> practical on the inside, but maybe not show exactly, it. <laughs> exactly. Because I can definitely a hundred percent relate to that for sure. Um, yeah, mom, if you're listening, I don't, I don't know if you'd agree with that either. But <laughs> <laughs> I believe you, Amanda. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when it comes when it comes to your paintings, how do you approach the ideas for that versus your sculptures the paintings I typically like we were talking about before I just let happen mm-hmm. um, and I've found that some of the ones where I just sit down with a range of colors mm-hmm. and say I'm going to use these colors today mm-hmm. those feel more resonant with me when they're done um, for the most part so sometimes I'll have uh, an actual idea like one of my favorite paintings it's called the condition of the queen mm. and it's a huge long painting and it's red and it has a bound woman with no features mm. on it and she's actually a termite queen oh wow because you know they're only about reproduction and they can't move and mm. and you know it's it's all about the fertility and the the life of the colony um so that came from a very specific idea Mm. But most of the time, it's it's a little more free flowing. Okay, interesting. I'd love to get to see that. Do you have a Do you have a website? I do not. I do have an Instagram. Okay, and I I can put some of the paintings on there. Yeah, that'd be really cool. So, um, tell me a little bit about the bug series you had in the San Marcos Art Center. I definitely want to hear a little more about that, just because for those who haven't seen it, um, they're just Basically, paintings of one is one is a grub, right? Like a larva. Yeah, grub. And then a couple beetles that they just they look fantastic. But I want to know, like, what's the story behind those? Uh, it was a grub, a beetle, a an ant, and a snail. Oh, okay. And uh, the snail because I love snails. Mm-hmm. I just do. Uh, but I kind of wanted to. To me, those are beautiful. You know, the the iridescent colors on the shell of a beetle. And, and the delicacy of the wings, mm-hmm. um, and then the, the transformative power of a grub. You know, they, they turn into to glorious beetles. Mm. Um, the ant is just, I've, I was always fascinated with the iridescence of an ant and its eyes and, and all that. So I wanted to, to kind of highlight the beauty in things that some people see as beneath them mm-hmm. or nuisances or pests. Very true. How cool. Yeah, I always it's always so fascinating to me too how I guess with those those beetles and those like their I don't know a ton about their, you know, growth process and how that all happens. 
because it's kind of gross <laughs> to me <laughs> a little bit. But, uh, for example, like butterflies, like they basically they turn into goo before they become mm-hmm. butterflies. That's so... That's so crazy. To and me. if they if they have an accident while they're hatching out of their chrysalis uh-huh. and they aren't able to perch and fully spread their wings out because they're so wet, hmm. um, they'll never be able to fly because their wings just crumble up. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's very sad. Yeah, Ima- just imagine if anytime you went through any kind of transformative experience, you had to turn into goo first yeah. <laughs> that would be well i'm already mostly goo so it <laughs> wouldn't we be all? much change <laughs> we i mean that's kind of all we are it's just walking talking thinking art creating goo yes <laughs> sentient meat sex yes pretty much <laughs> so um when we were talking during our filming of the video interview. I know this isn't super directly art related, but you mentioned that you used to improv. And oh, yeah. I, I definitely want to know a little more about that and how maybe how you think that relates to some of your inspiration for your art. I think everybody should do improv. It is truly, truly life changing. I mean, I've never been a wallflower. I've always been really loud and and I don't get nervous or shy. Mm. But some of the people that I went through classes with, you could see them blossoming from from class to class. Um, but mostly it just it teaches your brain to be malleable. Mm. You know, the all of the the different exercises and and things that you do really, really teach you to just move quickly and be fluid from one thought to another thought. And one thing that I told you about was the failure bow. Oh, yeah. Which I think everybody needs to incorporate in your life. So everybody out there listening, get a pen and a paper and write this down. (laughs) It's called a failure bow, where if you're in the middle of a scene or you're doing something and you just completely lose track, you you drop the thread, you don't know what to say next, nothing is, is coming to you. You just stop and you say, can I use language? Uh, yes. Um, the F-bomb? Is that okay? <laughs> let's, um... I'll just say, I effed up. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I effed up, and everybody around you just goes, yay! And they clap, and they cheer, <laughs> and you take a bow, and then you pick up exactly where you are, and you keep going. And the the beautiful thing about that, like I told you, is it normalizes failure. That you can do everything wrong. And nobody's going to hate you for it. Everybody's going to accept you. Everybody still has your back. And then you just keep going. And that's one of the things that I always say about creativity is it's 90% bravery. You know, you just have to be willing to to pick up the tool and make the mark and continue going. So it's it definitely ties. There's a huge correlation between those two things. And also, it's just so much fun. <laughs> there, There is nothing like the feeling that you get when you've made an audience of 200 people laugh. <laughs> you know? So everybody should do it. Go do it right now. Yes. Shout out to the Hideout Theater in Austin, Texas. That's where I did my, my training and my classes and a lot of my shows. How cool. I'll definitely have to check that out. Oh, I mean, yeah. I have, I feel like at least three times or four times a month I'm with friends and they're like I, I want to do stand-up or I should do like I should do stand-up or something and I'm stand-up just like, is so hard it, I, I took a stand-up class too it is hard I mean I, I can be organically funny mm-hmm. and you know it's situationally funny and and with other people but it's really tough to put together a killer five I can imagine I mean it you kind of have to have you know I was always somebody who didn't really get into stand-up until pretty much quarantine. (laughs) It was, you know, I was watching what was on Netflix and everything like that. But I feel like you got to be pretty funny to just stand up there and talk in front of people. Like a lot of people, too. And I have major stage fright. I don't know if I could (laughs) do... Like, while we're in here, while we're in, you know, in a studio, that's one thing. But I get super shaky stage frighty. But... I, I mean, I can imagine that's that's tough. That's got to be. It's exhilarating, though. Yeah. It really is. There's there's nothing like it. <laughs> that's awesome. I would love to take an improv class. That'd be do it, do really it, do great. It, do it, do it. <laughs> Just test the waters. So kind of going off of, like, you know, humor and how 
you bring that into your artwork and everything, you know, I think that has a lot to do with, you know, being in touch with our inner child. And why do you think that that's, that's important? To be in touch with your inner child? Yeah. Because everybody's too serious all the time. Life sucks. It's hard. There's always bills to pay and dishes to wash and, and work to do. And people that don't have a creative outlet or a fun outlet, I don't know how they do it. Yeah. I, I think the understand. same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I guess people are just tougher. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm just a baby. I don't, I don't know. Right. I think about that a lot, too, how, you know, people get, I feel like, I experienced this in the very, very short time I was um, working in sales, which was not fun. (laughs) It wasn't there for very long, but it seems like a lot of the times, you know, people in those kind of jobs and other kinds of jobs too, um, they get caught up in this, like, you know, if you're not working, you're not doing enough. Right. Like, if you're not, like, constantly trying to, like, uh, like, climb up the ladder all the time like it's not like you're not gonna get there yeah you get judged by a lot of different people in a lot of different ways I think for not being ambitious mm-hmm. and and that sounds bad but I'm not an ambitious person you know like I, I go to work I love my job but I walk out at five and I leave my job there and I don't revisit it in my head until I walk through the doors the next morning um, all of my ambition really I guess is is focused on myself you know like mm-hmm. I I want to make beautiful pieces of art and and I want to always chase that creative high because there is a lot to it mm-hmm. and one thing I noticed too like my creativity has been off the freaking charts through all of quarantine it's it has been just beyond what I normally do and I'm a really prolific painter mm-hmm. um, and I notice that in a way I kind of use art to hide behind mm-hmm. because you know, if, if I'm in my studio and I'm creating something and I'm living completely in my head on the back of a snail with crystals and, <laughs> and, and everything else, then I don't really have to face the dumpster fire that's going on out in <laughs> right. our streets. So I, I don't know what that has to do with ambition, but. Well, no, I mean, that is ambitious. I mean, I, I guess ambition doesn't need to be about something you're getting paid for. I mean, it helps, <laughs> but yeah. it's, I mean, I mean, you still get paid through your art. I guess that was a bad example of saying that, but. No, you know right what I now mean. it's co- totally accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, all artists can kind of resonate with yeah. that. Um, so kind of going off of that, um, because 2020 was such a crazy year for everybody, but like you said, and I've heard a few other artists say, like, some people have found it to be very beneficial for their creative work. I mean, others could say the opposite, though. So what was that kind of like for you? Honestly, it was really tough for me because my studio also functioned as my home office. Mm. And, you know, during the, the peak of the quarantine, we were all completely work from home. And so I was doing, you know, my eight-hour job sitting literal inches away from my materials or work in progress, and it was torture. It was so hard because I, you know, like I said, I love my job. I take it very seriously, and they pay me to do a job, not to sit at my house and work on a snail. Right. Uh, So I eventually had to separate out my my office from my studio entirely mm-hmm. um and and put my office in a part of the house that didn't have any art supplies in it uh because that was that was really tough and also I'd spent literally my entire day in the smallest darkest room in my house because I would go in there to work from eight to five and then immediately turn to the next desk and sculpt from five to midnight so that was a good thing I had to do <laughs> yeah and I can definitely I definitely know what you mean I work from home also and mm-hmm. sometimes it's just it's hard to find a balance sometimes but you know making those adjustments is key for sure so we're getting close to our um, mid- midway point through our podcast but last question I'd like to ask you what was what has your experience been like at the San Marcos Art Center oh it's so nice everybody's so nice awesome. um it's 
it's nice too to see such a variety of work represented there mm-hmm. you know it's not all the, the same type of painting over and over again it's not all the same type of photography uh and and i mentioned this in in our interview it's being a surrealist artist and doing the kind of work that i do it, a lot of people don't understand it they they don't appreciate it um, but the people that do totally dig it. But that makes it kind of difficult to get representation mm-hmm. in in a gallery space unless it's you know specifically for modern art. So it's it's very gratifying to me to have a space where I can show my work locally um, without them, you know, trying to. I don't want to say censor because that's not the right word, but yeah, unreservedly accepting my work for what it is. Gotcha. Well, I'm very happy that you've had an awesome experience at the art center and I can't wait to see a lot more of your stuff that you're going to be working on and putting out there. Do you have any works in progress right now? Uh, I have an octopus chandelier. Oh, awesome. (laughs) That's a commission. Uh, and then the next, uh, lamp that I'm doing on my own is um it's hard to describe it's as hard to describe as the the snail but it's going to be a hand holding a globe and the fingers transition into tentacles that end with eyeballs oh how cool (laughs) (laughs) it'll be good it'll be really good that is so awesome I cannot wait to see that thank you (laughs) we're gonna take a short break and we'll be right back for the other half of creator's corner What's up, San Marcos? I'm Mandy Miller from Creator's Corner, a monthly program right here on KZSM about local artists, brought to you by the San Marcos Art League. The San Marcos Art League is a nonprofit arts organization that fosters and nurtures the arts right here in San Marcos, Texas, and gives opportunities for local artists to showcase and sell their work at the San Marcos Arts Center. The Arts Center is set to reopen in February, but you can still see what we have in the gallery online at sanmarcosartcenter.com. Tune in with me, Mandy Miller, to hear about new local artists every first Friday of the month at 6 p.m. Central Time right here on KZSM. And we're back. So just so everybody knows, the opinions expressed on this program are solely those of your of your host, myself, and of my guests, and do not reflect those of KZSM Community Radio or its governing body, SMTX CRA. So I just want to thank Amanda for being here, and it was such a awesome time having you here with us and i appreciate it so much this was so much fun and i'm always willing to talk about art awesome (laughs) so um we're moving on to our second half of the show which is where we feature our featured musician of the month um and our featured musician this month is abra wise and she is a folk artist out of san marcus and will be performing at art squared on april 10th um, her performance at Art Squared will be joined by uh, her cellist, um, so sorry, Molly Fisher. Um, but today she's going to be premiering some songs off of her new short album, um, Lioness. <laughs> and we're getting a sneak preview right here on KZSM for this album. It won't be coming out for another week or so, so... You guys are getting the exclusive premiere right here today. Uh, the first four songs are from her band, uh, or sorry, from her new release, Lioness. And so be sure to follow Abra on Facebook and Instagram. That's Abra Wise, A-B-R-A-W-I-S-E, uh, to hear more about that album when it comes out. Uh, this album was recorded in Colorado with Molly Fisher, her cellist, and harmony vocals, and then Darren Garvey on percussion. So these first four songs are going to be off of her Lioness album. And then the two songs after that are from her previous album, The Art of Being Alone. And then the last song, Another Day, will be from her first album. So take a listen, tune in, and enjoy the sounds of Abra Wise. Room full of dresses and strings that charms me to sleep Pulled to this town full of mountains and shadows Tapestry small square of light How do I stay? How do I delay? How 
vivid hope Store the memories Breathe the air Pick a place Now you can go anywhere And it's so
heartfelt intentions are to create a safe and inviting space for community to unite in the name of art, music, love, respect, peace, inspiration, growth, friendship, and self-expression, culminating in all-round positivity on those that we influence in our What do you plan on doing this Friday night? Yeah, me either. How about we spend it together? Fridays, 8 to 10, here on KZSM.org. I'll help you relax and let go of the week and, and play you some music, introduce you to some people, uh, new friends, right here at KZSM.org, Sam Marcos, Texas. Maybe all the secrets to life are not secrets at all. Maybe what I'm searching to find, I already know. Won't you put me in my place now? Won't you tell me who you want me to be? Is it just an illusion? Everything I see, oh, 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 letting go of desires, learning who I am. The hardest part is believing it all. to the place now won't you show me where you want me to be help me see what i'm choosing the way the way to be free
Right, and that was Abra Wise with all of the music you just heard right here on KZSM. Thank you so much for listening to Creator's Corner. Uh, You can hear this broadcast again um, on the second Friday of each month, first and second Fridays uh, at 6 p.m. So be sure to listen in and catch us on online also. You can follow SMTX Art League on Instagram for all Creators Corner updates, links, videos, the whole deal. So make sure you check us out. And you can hear Abra Wise again perform live at Art Squared on April 10th. Art Squared is a local arts market that is sponsored by the San Marcos Art League. And you can find more info on that at art, or sorry, artsquaredmarket.com. And you can find more information about the Art League at artleaguesmtx.org. Once again, thank you so much for listening to Creator's Corner, and we'll be back next month with a new artist and a new musician, all local, all right here on Creator's Corner.